Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich. Welcome to our Navi Shir. We are currently learning Sefer Yehoshua Perek Yud. That is chap the book of Joshua, chapter 10. And some heavy action is taking place in chapter 10. I invite everyone to take a look at it, to actually read the words inside. And this class, as usual, will be a summary of what you have just read. Chapter 10, we have the follow-through to the ostensibly negative event that had happened in chapter 9. In chapter 9, we discover that a certain sub-tribe, one of the of Canaanite nations, had fooled Yehoshua and the Jewish leadership into thinking that they were a tribe from very far away in order to get the Jewish people, Klal Yisrael, to sign a treaty agreeing to be of defense to them, a mutual defense treaty, and that these Givonim, these people, would end up being a subsidiary tribe there to assist the Jewish people. And Yoshua only discovered afterwards that they were, in fact, locals. But because they had signed the treaty, they had made a bris, they had taken an oath, they were now committed to defending them. Well, we didn't like it, but what we discover in chapter 10 is that the Canaanites didn't like it either, because to them, it was the worst form of treason. And this is how chapter 10 begins. When the Adoni Tzedek, who is clearly, this is the name of a, uh, a title for the king of Jerusalem, because we have in the Torah, Malki Tzedek, Melech Shalem. So here we have Adoni Tzedek is the king of Yerushalayim. And he hears how successful Yehoshua is, having defeated the city of Ai, just as he had conquered the city of Yericho. And then he also heard how the residents of Givon had signed this treaty and now were allied with the Jews. He felt things had to come to an end now. So he got other local kings... And the, uh, the Navi lists who they are. I'll just mention for the sake of familiarity that here we have the king of Hebron, Yarmus, Lachish, and Eglon. Obviously, we are most familiar with Hebron in that listing. The important point to know here in this summary uh, the, as, is that these are areas of the south. And when we say south, we should specify that we mean the area that will be recognized as the land of Yehuda. So that Yehuda, even though I is a little more to the north, this region that is now about to wage war against Giv'on for betraying them, these are all nation states and kingdoms, Canaanite kingdoms, in the south. So now they go to encamp and to wipe out the city of Giv'on, which is considered a major city, we discover. And then the people in Giv'on send word to Yehoshua. And they say, please help us now. Now they know that Yehoshua is not too happy with them. So he says, please do not lose morale. And we have the interesting phrase, Al-Teref Yadecha, which is clumsily translated into English as, do not loosen your hands, in Pesach Vav, verse 6, which is a euphemism that means to weaken, one, to weaken one's resolve. Meaning, even though you don't like the fact that we fooled you, and that you were brought into this treaty without full awareness of who we were, but now that you have committed to us, 
Please don't lose your resolve and come quickly and help us. And Yehoshua gathers the people together. And then in Pasuk Ches, verse 8, Hashem tells Yehoshua, it's not clear whether this is through prophecy to Yehoshua or somehow through the Kohen Godo, through the Choshen. Vayomer Hashem al Yehoshua, al tiramehem nisatim. Do not be afraid of them, for I have given them into your hand, meaning these kings of Yerushalayim and Hebron, etc. They will not be able to stand up to you. Every time Hashem tells Yeshua not to be afraid, any time Hashem tells anyone not to be afraid, it's because they have a reason to be afraid. Yeshua is afraid that perhaps the fact that he allied himself improperly with Givon means that this is just all a prelude to Yeshua being defeated. So Hashem is letting him know quite the opposite. This is not a prelude to your being defeated. This is a prelude to a great victory. Yeshua gathers the Jews, and they fight, and Hashem shows that he is actually fighting this war, because we have what must have been an amazing sight, which is that huge rocks came down from heaven, Avnei Habarad, which struck them down, meaning the enemies, and more people were struck down by these stones than were struck down from the Jews. Which leads me to theorize that this might even have been a meteor shower of some kind. And here also, Yehoshua does the famous line, Shemesh begivon dome, telling the sun to stand and not to move, and telling the moon, and that the moon should not move either, meaning Yehoshua wanted this entire battle to be won all in one day, so besides for the miracle that happened is of winning this war, is that the day was extended. This is one of the famous miracles of Yeshua's battle. And then these five kings who tried to defeat Givon were now placed inside a cave. The, clay, the cave was closed up by large stones. And then after the entire battle had been won, Yeshua told them to reopen the cave killed the kings, and then these five kings were accorded burial under those very same stones inside that cave. And here the chapter goes on to list the various cities that were conquered. This is the beginning of the end of Yehoshua's conquest. So it is this chapter, chapter 10, together with chapter 11, that really lay out the great victories of the land. If you think about it, everything that we've been hearing about till now is just little drops. The victory hasn't actually happened. He defeats Yericho, he defeats Ai, but that's not the whole country. Where do you find that Yehoshua actually conquers large pieces of Eretz Yisrael? It begins here in chapter 10, and then it will continue in chapter 11. And that's all for today. Thank you.